Hi, I'm David. And I'm Aaron. And this is The Travel Bros. So today, Aaron and I have another very special episode for you guys planned out. We are doing a Morning Joe segment, which we are really excited about because we haven't done a Morning Joe segment in probably the past five or six episodes. So I think it's long overdue. And for those of you guys, yeah, it really is. Um, And for those of you guys who don't know, um, we have had some new subscribers since last week's podcast episode. So if you don't know, we haven't done a Morning Joe segment for a while. What the Morning Joe segment is, is it's pretty much almost like a normal podcast episode, except the vibe is kind of different because we do it in the mornings, like earlier in the mornings, and we generally have a cup of coffee. Aaron and I had a social distant bike ride this morning and we went to Starbucks. I like the nitro cold brew, Aaron does too, because it's pretty good for those of y'all who like Starbucks. But um, yeah, let's just jump right into the episode. Aaron is going to start us off with a fun fact. So yeah, this is our second fun fact, our second episode where we have a fun fact, and it's just kind of a new thing that we're gonna start to do and hopefully keep it up with all of our episodes. So the fun fact for this episode is Anthem of the Seas is one of the most technologically advanced cruise ships in the world. It is the, cate- uh, the category of the ship is Quantum Class, um, and other ships in Quantum Class include Quantum of the Seas and Ovation of the Seas. Yeah, so the fun fact is we started it last week, and we're just going to keep on doing it at the beginning of every episode. I really think it's something cool. What about you, Aaron? I kind of like how we can just give our listeners something cool just at the beginning, something kind of out of the blue, doesn't necessarily have to do with our podcast episode. What do you think, Aaron? I mean, I, I agree. I think it's great. I think we should, as long as we teach somebody something new, and as long as we, as long as we're insightful and we tell people about travel. I think that's the goal of our podcast. And as long as we get our message across, that's all that matters. Yeah. So last week for a podcast, we did kind of compared a lot of the different hotel companies. We're going to be doing the same thing this week, except with cruise companies. So let's start off with Royal Caribbean. So if you don't remember, the most popular podcast episode was called Travel Advisor Q&A or Q&A with the Travel Advisor, something like that. Um, And She attended an exclusive webinar with people in high up positions at Royal Caribbean, such as the CEO, the chief, you know, officers, some really high up positions. And they said, this is insider info. I'm sure it's okay if I tell you guys this, but I just want to let you know that this is not like public. They said the Windjammer buffet on the Royal Caribbean will not be used as a buffet, but rather a restaurant. I'm sure other cruise lines will do the same thing with their buffets, such as the Garden Cafe on Norwegian Cruise Lines. And this part is also insider information. The first parts of Royal Caribbean that will reopen will be the private islands such as Coco Cay. I can guarantee you that you won't find that information on any other podcast. Even though that doesn't sound very like cool and special, that information actually has not been released yet. So it's really cool that you guys are listening to that. Um, and then Royal Caribbean's amazing new cruise terminal in Galveston, which is right near our homes, unfortunately has been pushed back. This is sad because Aaron and I have really been looking forward to this because it's been under construction for a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm really sad. I was really hoping that we'd have cool cruise ships coming in and out of the new and advanced Galveston cruise ship terminal, which would have been, I'm guessing, almost as good as the Miami terminal. It was oh, looking yeah. almost as good. Yeah, yeah, y'all can look up Galveston uh future Royal Caribbean cruise terminal. It looks crazy, guys. 
Yeah, but if y'all are actually thinking right now of any types of cruise vacations that you want to go on, if you think this might be a good time, well, Royal Caribbean is actually planning on uh, launching their cruise ships again on August 1st. That's when they really think they're going to be able to set sail on some of their, not their major ships, but some of their mid, uh, mid-size or smaller ships. And uh, this state might be pushed back because of the amount of new cases or CDC guidelines that will have to be enforced by the travel industry. But since COVID-19 began, uh, Royal Caribbean has lost over 80% of their market capital value, which has really um, set their future projects and designs back. You know, Aaron, it's really sad to see cruise lines suffering this much, especially because we love it so much. Like, it's, it's just terrible. I mean, they don't deserve it. Cruise lines exactly. have kind of a reputation. They're cleaner than all hotels, but people don't think so. People don't really know that. I mean, I agree. I think cruise lines have, or cruise ships have to be cleaner than hotels because it's so easy for viruses and bacteria to spread all over like a small enclosed area. Even though cruise ships are large, you're still in an enclosed area. But I think it's very, uh, um, it's it's terrible how cruise ships really have to be affected so terribly by this. They're being affected worse than hotels are, which is actually oh, surprising. by far, by far, yeah. yeah. And it's um, it's really sad because these a lot of the employees have to be laid off and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. But what, David? What do you think about it? I mean, pretty much what you just said. I think it's terrible that cruise ships are suffering so much. But I mean, what can we do? It's just it's terrible. Well, we're gonna move on to Norwegian Cruise Lines. Um, some bad news coming from Norwegian, an awesome cruise line. NCL estimates five to six months before its ships are back up. That's like what, Ugh. November, December? Yeah. They're planning a phased opening. However, they don't really know how long it's going to take. However, not related to COVID, I'm trying to just say some stuff that's not related to coronavirus. Norwegian Cruise Lines have a, a state of the art observation lounge. It is forward-facing, so this is revolutionary because other cruise lines, such as Royal Caribbean, have back-facing observation lounges, but NCL did something truly amazing because they created a front-facing one. I also want to note, yeah, I also want to note that if you're in the Haven, an exclusive area on NCL, the newest ships have an amazing, amazing version of the observation lounge only for Haven guests called the Horizon Lounge. It's smaller than the main one, but it's nicer and it's much more calm. Aaron, what are your opinions on that? I mean, I think anybody who can afford it or anybody who really wants it for any special occasion should get it because, you know, you only live once and any type of amazing, luxurious cruise experience, in my opinion, is worth it. Because cruises, and I know I I can't speak for David, but I'm pretty sure David thinks the same. Cruises are our favorite types of vacations. So I think if there's any opportunity where you can get an amazing experience on a cruise, I think you should take it. And especially if there's new types of designs on cruise ships, like what David said, um, new like uh, observation decks and lounges and stuff like that. I think that's amazing. And if you have the opportunity, you should take it and do it. I agree. And I'm just going to say a quick difference. Get, for example, if you get a big room, I'm not speaking for everyone, but 99% of the time, if you spend a lot of money on a room at a hotel, 
I think it's a waste of money because you're not really going to be at the hotel a lot. You're mostly going to be at the city. So you're paying a lot of money for nothing. However, on a cruise, if you get a big room, it's actually the opposite because you're in your room a lot on cruise ships. So you use it all the time and it has a lot of amenities. So again, it's, it is more expensive. I 99% of the time, I'm sure you would not get the Haven. However, for a very special occasion, unlike hotels, you actually are in your room a lot on cruises. So, I mean, it's, it, it is, if you have the money, if you have been saving up for a while, if it's a very special occasion, I do think it is worth it. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a great idea um, to get a nicer room on a cruise ship because, as David said, it's different from a hotel um, in the sense that you never leave a cruise ship, but you leave a hotel for 90% of the day. So, even though Norwegian um, Cruise Line has suffered just as much as any other cruise line during this pandemic, they have still released um, new 2021-2022 itineraries, uh, which is actually really important because it's giving their um, clientele and other customers a, a kind of idea of when they're going to begin sailing again. But um, by that time, the vaccine will hopefully be out to the public and the spread of COVID-19 will stop or at least slow down. But Norwegian has remained optimistic during this time and is constantly creating new ways to earn revenue. I think it's really important that um, to come up with new ideas in order to keep your customers, you know, um, wanting to stay on your cruise line and being loyal to your cruise line. And so I think if you're the first to do something, I think that's the very best thing that you can do. Being the first is, even though technically being the first is not the best thing possible. I think for cruise lines, that's not the situation. Cruise lines first is best. It's a competition with all the cruise lines. And I think if Norwegian continues to make great ideas and continues to make new designs and stuff like that, by the time COVID-19 is over, they might be the biggest cruise line out there. Yeah. So, so as Aaron said, with cruise ships being the first is best, although that's not the case for everything. I 100% agree with you. For example, Royal Caribbean has been first in terms of mega ships, but Norwegian, in my opinion, Norwegian has really been first in kind of revolutionizing things. So uh, Norwegian was the first cruise line to have, as we said earlier, it's called the Haven, like an exclusive retreat at the top of the ship. The Haven is a, is a yacht concept on top of the mega ship. Norwegian was the first to have the observation lounge. Norwegian was the first to have something called... Um, it's called the Galaxy Pavilion, which is like an area, y'all can look that up too. It's called the Galaxy Pavilion. It's on some of its newer ships. It's on the Joy, the Encore, and I think on one other one. And it's kind of an area where you can play video games, virtual reality, everything. Norwegian has kind of been the first to revolutionize a lot. And I honestly think that it's going to continue that way. Yeah, I mean, Royal Caribbean as well has created a lot of new concepts that they did first. Like, they created the Skypad, which is just a virtual reality bungee jumping experience that no other cruise line has even thought of, which is really, um, really cool. They've also cool. had, I think they were the first cruise line to have bumper cars um, at sea, which is really cool. But Norwegian had the first go-karts at sea, yeah, which is I, also I, really cool. Yeah, Aaron, you just said it, but I actually forgot to mention that Norwegian also had, um, it's, yeah, go-kart. So they have really fast, it sounds like a gas motor, but it's actually electric, which is really cool. And they go really fast. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I think as long as cruise lines keep coming up with new ideas that no other cruise line has come up with, I think they're going to be able to survive and get through this pandemic. 
and they'll come back even stronger over the course of time. Yeah. So, so moving on to carnival, I'm also going to say something not related to coronavirus because I'm trying to keep the mood positive here. Um, the Carnival Mardi Gras, a brand new Carnival cruise ship that hasn't set sail yet, will be pretty awesome. Awesome. She will have the, and I quote this, Bolt, the first roller coaster at sea. Okay, if you haven't seen this, I would highly suggest that you look it up because it's crazy amazing. Carnival also has something similar to this on some of their current ships, and it's called the Sky Ride. Now, it's not a roller coaster. It's not nearly as cool as a roller coaster, but it's like a bike ride in the air. Okay, now, Erin, that's crazy. What do you think of an actual roller coaster at sea? I mean, I'm, I've always wanted that. I've always talked about even before I knew what the Carnival Mardi, Mardi Gras was and before people talked about it getting released and then launched. I've always talked about how there, it would be so cool if there could be a roller coaster at sea for the first time. Because when you really think about it, they already have go-karts, they have bumper cars, they have bungee jumping, but nobody has had a roller coaster. And so this is actually something really cool that only Carnival has done, which again, Carnival is the first and that's how cruise lines stay alive. They've, they're always the first to do something. Which is gonna, um, which is really gonna help Carnival stay through this pandemic as well. And I think Carnival is gonna be able to get a lot of, uh, get a lot of people on their new ship, the Mardi Gras. And honestly, I think it's gonna be a very big ship for Carnival, and it's gonna gain them a lot of revenue because it's the first. And so I think a lot of people want to try it out. So yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I mean, again, the first is the best with cruise ships. But in worse news with Carnival, they've actually laid off over 500 workers due to the um, current situation. Uh, the, uh, the list of those who were cut were 134 personal vacation planners, 37 cruise vacation specialists, um, 42 teleagents, 60 cruise vacation specialists, um, 28 other agents in different categories and um, 24 online support agents, 57 uh, resolution agents, and two directors, which is actually a really big deal because if y'all don't know, directors are very important for cruise lines and two directors might not seem like a lot, but that's actually a humongous deal. Um, cruise directors are actually what they plan and organize every single thing that happens on cruise ships, which yeah. is very important. Even though the captain is technically, you know, say um, he, the captain is the one steering and the captain is the one going and controlling everything, but the directors actually could arguably um, be better than, or could be more important than the captain because of what they do for the cruise ship in, in the sense that they do all the planning and everything like that. Well, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's terrible. I, I think that's just terrible that Carnival had to lay off all those people. And you know what's something worse is that according to Carnival, I don't know if you said this, but these layoffs may be permanent. So they're not, the Carnival isn't really planning on rehiring them, which I think is terrible. Something else that I think is important to mention is that last summer, obviously before coronavirus, Aaron and I went on a cruise um, and our cruise director, I don't want to say his name because I'm not saying his name, but he was terrible. He, he probably, it was a five-day cruise, and on the entire cruise, he probably made an announcement three or four times, which is unheard of. Most cruise directors 
probably go over the inter- intercom and plan stuff probably 10 times a day. This cruise director was terrible, and he did nothing. Aaron, do you remember his him? I'm not going to say his name, but do you remember him, Aaron? I do remember. I don't remember him ve- being very, uh, you know, I don't remember him having a large presence on the cruise ship because he didn't talk or he didn't talk a lot on the intercom and he didn't announce a lot of stuff like what you said. They're supposed to a lot more than that. But I did think the cruise ship that we went on, the cruise ship itself was very fun. And I thought the activities yes. were fun as well. Yeah, they were, the cruise itself was incredible. I'm not complaining about a single thing. That was an insane vacation. Mm-hmm. So we're moving on to the last of our cruise line, Regent Seven Seas Cruises. So just a little background on Regent. Regent Seven Seas Cruise Lines is an extremely luxurious cruise line. There are many, many things that set them apart from any other cruise line. One of these being tea time, where they ha- um, have many cheese teas to choose from and different pastries, such as scones. They even have chocolate chip scones as well, which is pretty cool. Each Thursday on Instagram and probably more social media sites that I don't look at too often, Regent Seven Seas Cruise Lines is doing a virtual tea time where they also have something really special. For example, a few weeks ago, they had their band play some songs, and let me tell you, they're amazing. Wow, that's actually really cool. I've never heard of a cruise ship doing virtual activities before, so kind of gets people in the mood. Yeah, it kind of gets people in a good mood when you can't actually be there. I'd love to have a virtual cruising experience, even though it's not as good as an actual cruise, but that would still remind me of a cruise, which would be a great feeling. But Regent has actually been, or Regent has been affected by COVID-19, but surprisingly not as badly as other cruise lines because uh, Regent is a smaller cruise line, uh, but Regent is most likely gonna begin sailings again uh, in the United States sooner than other cruise lines, because their ships are known to be less cluttered. Even though Regent might be sailing sooner uh, than other cruise lines, it will, most like, it will most likely not have as many people because their clientele is mostly people over the age of 45. And for people whose sailings were delayed or canceled on Regent, they will be able to get 125% cruise credit refund or a 100% money refund. Yeah. David, well, what do you think about, do you think it's fair that they can get, that they should get a 100% uh, money refund? Or do you think they should also get a 125% money refund as well as, or or 125% cruise credit refund? What do you think? Do you think, or well, do you I think that's fair? No, I think it's of course fair. I mean, I think it, it really depends what I would do if I was booked on a Regent cruise. It, there's There would be a lot of different factors that would determine if I just wanted to get all my money back or if I wanted to get plus 25% cruise credit. What do you think you would do, Aaron? Would you want to get your money back or would you want to uh, save 25% on your next cruise uh, and book another cruise? I would honestly, if I was really into uh, Regent Cruises and I sailed with them a lot, I would definitely choose the 125% cruise credit refund. I would too. Yeah, because Regent is... Yeah, Regent is a very uh, nice and luxurious cruise line, and even though 25% is only a quarter of 100%, which is what they would, which is the total amount of money they would spend, it's very expensive, so 25% of, you know, a lot of money is still a decent amount, and so I would definitely take 125% cruise credit refund, so would you do the same, David? Yeah, I mean, I said I would, but also, like, for example, on Royal Caribbean and Norwegian, 
what 25% of Coos credit. That's awesome that you get to save 25%, but that doesn't make nearly as much as a difference as saving 25% would on Regent. Because as you said, Regent is an ultra luxury, all-inclusive cruise line. So it's a lot more expensive than most cruise lines. Therefore, saving 25% would actually save you a lot of money. So to kind of wrap up this episode, um, I'll tell you what Norwegian is best for. Aaron will tell you what Carnival is best for, and then I'll tell you what Royal Caribbean. I'll just say, so for Norwegian is probably, so let's just start off with Regent, actually. Regent is best for luxury. Regent will certainly have more of a price tag than all the other cruise lines we mentioned, but it's the most luxurious. Um, Norwegian is best for like kind of teenagers in luxury, but not nearly as like, not as expensive as Regent, but it's kind of luxury at a uh, much more price. Affordable price. Yeah, affordable price. Um, Aaron, what is Carnival and Royal Caribbean best for? Well, Carnival is actually a budget cruise line, and that just means their cruises are not all-inclusive, so a lot of things you have to buy separately, but it's mainly cheaper than the majority of cruises, and so it's very, for people who don't want to spend a lot of money, it's a, uh, it's a cruise line at a low price that they can afford, and it still comes with a lot of great uh, features and amenity and stuff like that. So Royal Caribbean is actually the best for families where because they have a lot of fun things to do, such as water slides, and they have a lot of pools and hot tubs, and they also have rock climbing and a lot of family interactive activities that people can do together, which is very important because it, Royal Caribbean really tries to unite people and it, it's really a cruise line that makes people feel at home. Whereas even though I love Norwegian Cruise Line, it's more like you're feeling like you're on an actual vacation, less at home, but more like in a completely different part of the world. But Royal Caribbean is supposed to make you feel like home. Whereas Norwegian is luxury, which is not normally uh, something that a lot of people would see. And so it makes you feel like you're on a very nice, luxurious vacation. And so, yeah, David, what are you, do you have any final words before we finish the episode? Well, yeah, I do actually. I, everything that Aaron just said is 100% true, but I just want to say Norwegian is, although it's very nice, I don't want like to confuse the person who's listening. It's not actually considered luxury. Norwegian is in the same category of cruise lines as Royal Caribbean and Carnival. They're all considered mainstream. So Norwegian, and when we say luxury, we don't mean, oh, it's so fancy, it costs you so much more. No, we just mean it's a little bit, it's a little tiny bit more upscale than Royal Caribbean. Um, I also want to say next week, which is actually we're going to make our next podcast on Wednesday, we are super excited. We have Lexi Levin, a college student at Cornell who is studying, a, who came back because of coronavirus, but she studied abroad for months in Australia. And we're going to ask her a lot of questions about her experience in Australia. Erin, are you excited? I'm super excited. Again, as I said in uh, previous episodes, we're hoping that we can get a special guest on as much as possible because the more people that we have on, the more that y'all will learn and the more interesting our podcast will be. Uh, I think that's all I have to say for the episode. And for y'all listening out there, this is the Travel Bros. Thank you.